Um, I want to say I am proud of my spiritual younger brothers, Jacob and Sam. Um, I appreciate them stepping out today and speaking and leading. Uh, it's not always easy, but I appreciate you guys. I want to honor them. If that's okay, say so I'm proud of them. You can give them a round of applause. I'll tell you why. The church needs strong men. It does need women as well, but I'm going to focus on men right now. It's not a sexist thing. It's just I'm honoring one sex today. It does. It needs strong men. We need strong men in the house of the Lord, standing up for the faith, speaking forth the truth, doing so with love and grace and humility. I appreciate that, so I want to honor you both and honor the other people in this room, the men of God in this room. Um, I do appreciate I was recently in Estonia, and I went to a youth ministry where it was literally, I preached to a room full of girls. And all I, my heart was broken. We need more men in the kingdom who are standing up strong for the faith. Is that all right? If a man is sitting next to you, can you just say, well done for being a man in the house of God? I want you to honor them. We need it. We need it. Just like we need strong men in the family home, just like we need fathers out there in the world, we need strong men in the house of God. And uh, I'm proud to be leading so many. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I have, I believe, some of the best news ever I could give you this morning. I have a message for you which I believe is tremendous news for your life. My fear is, my fear is you will hear it, but not really believe it. My my fear is that you'll hear it, but you won't really receive it. So I want to encourage you this morning to try and receive the word I speak to you today, because I believe I have some of the best news that I could give another person. It is better than if I paid off your mortgage this morning. It is better than if I gave you the job of your dreams. It is better than if I partnered you with your husband or wife. It is better news than that, I promise you. I have something that is even greater than all those things combined. I absolutely believe that with the whole of my heart. My fear is, though, as I sell it, we may not be excited or receive it. So often we hear the good news of God and it just washes over our head because maybe you've been brought up in church and it's become familiar to you. Or maybe it's new to you and you're not quite sure whether you believe it. But I tell you from a testimony of my own life, what I'm about to share with you is the best news that has ever changed my life. I'm going to read the Bible verse to you. This is the first time God told the world this news. This was hundreds and thousands of years ago. But God spoke through a guy named Joel and he spoke to all his people at that time. And he said, listen, I have the best news for you. I'm setting you up because as I read this, you may think that doesn't sound like the best news to me, but I want you to pretend to receive it like it's the best news. Is that okay? Can you at least smile when I say it or at least, you know, clap a little bit or something? Give me an English cricket clap. I don't mind. In Joel 2:28, this is what God Almighty, Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth says to his people, and it is incredible news. I will pour out my spirit on all people. That's it. I said it might be four minutes. I will pour out my spirit on all people. (laughs) 
That's actually amazing. Yes? Yes? Ah, oh, you've heard it before. You've heard it. No, no, no. Don't get familiar with this gift that God has given on the world. I will pour out my spirit. Not only will you know about me, not only will you receive my kingdom, but you will actually have my very spirit upon you. I'm not just some distant God. I'm not just some remote person in a cloud with a white beard that you pray to when you're in emergencies. No, no, no. I I, I will have my spirit, my very essence, wrapped around you every day. This is the best news. Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. Maybe I'll try and sell I'll sell it another way. Let, let me try and help you understand how incredible this news is for your life. And if you would receive it, would transform it in a way that you cannot even comprehend or imagine right now. Let, I'll sell it to you another way. At that time, when, when Joel stood up before the people and said, God is going to give us his spirit, they would have laughed at him. It's not because they didn't believe in God. They believed in Yahweh God. They believed in him. But the idea that he would give everybody, even the poor people, even the the troublemakers, even the ones that are sick, the fact that he would give them his spirit was laughable and actually borderline offensive. So at that time when Joel said it, they would have received it like, oh, don't, come on, mate, let's be serious now. Because they didn't understand. You see, for them, it was a little bit different. I, I, I want to use, I'm going to use a prop today to help us understand, all right? And I'm also going to use a human as well. Sam, would you come stand up for me? Just come and stand here. I'm going to use you today. Sam is going to represent for us somebody living when this guy called Joel stood up and told everyone, the Spirit of the Lord is going to be upon you. Okay, Joel, uh, Sam, can you just represent that for us, somebody in the Old Testament? Great job. Fantastic. You see, and in the Old Testament, before Jesus came, the idea that God would give you his spirit was laughable. You see, back then, it only, the Holy Spirit only fell on certain people for a certain time, for a certain purpose. It kind of acted a bit like a cape. So Sam, this is my cape. The Holy Spirit would fall on somebody for a certain purpose, certain time, and it would leave him again when the purpose was fulfilled. So, you know, if he fell on somebody and they fulfilled the task, then it would leave him. And then maybe it would fall on somebody else. So if you were an amazing prophet, you might have received the Holy Spirit when you had to prophesy. If you were king, like King Saul, he once received the Holy Spirit, so then he could prophesy. Or maybe sometimes you were called to be a leader of the people and God would anoint you so that you could do that task. But you had to be really special and you had to be at the right place at the right time and you had to fulfill the right task. It was very limited to receive the Spirit of the Lord upon your life. Am Am I painting a picture here? I'm trying to help you understand how lucky and fortunate we are to live in this time where God can speak to you while you are having a shower. See, in the Old Testament, it was only for some, very few, really. In fact, you had to live in the right nation. You had to be born into the right family. It wasn't just anybody. You had to be really special. And so this is what it was like. So these people, when they prayed, I want you to understand, when they prayed, God didn't speak directly to them. Think about that. 
how many of you pray and even God directly speaks to us, but yet we still struggle to pray? How hard would it have been if you knew you were just doing it out of discipline? You weren't going to have any warm, fuzzy feelings. You weren't going to hear the voice of the Lord while you're driving your car. It was going to be empty and void, but you just had to do it because you knew God was there. And then maybe, maybe the prophet might stand up and address what you've been praying for. Maybe. See, but this guy called Joel stood up and said the best news ever. The Spirit of the Lord will fall upon all people. I'm, I'm sorry, what? All people. Everyone. Yes. Even my kids. Yes. Amen. We're actually praying for the kids the same this morning as we feel with the Holy Spirit. Just to let you know. My wife's there. She's teaching them this morning. Even kids. Yes, kids. All people. Sons and daughters. They will prophesy. Men and women. They will see visions. It doesn't matter about your sex. It doesn't matter about your class. It doesn't matter about how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much time, how many times you've sinned or how many times you've messed up. The Spirit of the Lord can fall upon you. And then you see what happened is if, Sam, you could fast forward. If you could not be a person in the Old Testament. If you could be a person living in the Gospels now. Fantastic. Good job. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What happens in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Who's the main person in the story? Who's the main person in all the stories? But who's the main person? A guy called Jesus Christ. When he enters the world, when he's a baby, they give him another name as well. They call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So actually, it went from the Old Testament of the Holy Spirit would fall upon some people to the New Testament in the Gospels where the Holy Spirit fell upon, thanks, Sam, fell upon one person, and he was known as Emmanuel, God with us. And no, this, is, this, is, this is quite a big deal. Because it's not only that they fell on Jesus for one purpose at one moment at one time. The Holy Spirit says, the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit fell on Jesus like a dove and alighted upon him. Suggesting that it is now going to be with him forevermore. So hang on, hang on, hang on. We went from the Old Testament, it was only a little bit, a little time, to now... This one man, this one man has it for the rest of his life. Whoa, that's a big deal. Are you with me so far? You understand how important this is? But then Jesus carries it. And if you're close to Jesus, you get to see the stuff. If you're close enough to Jesus, you got to see the miracles, right? If you were close enough to Jesus, you got to see him walk on water. You got to see. But if you didn't live in the same country, there was no YouTube back then. You couldn't Google it. You couldn't go and see him. You'd have to travel for miles. In fact, some people traveled so long and they tried so hard just to get near Jesus that they would push through crowds and they would just touch him because they knew he was carrying the Holy Spirit. The power of God was upon him. But then Jesus did something and said something extremely weird, which I think is really important for our church to learn and understand. Are you still with me? In John 16, 7, Jesus confirms what Joel said and confirms that it is actually the best news you're about to receive. Jesus himself says, it is better for you that I go because then I can give you the spirit that I'm carrying. Guys, guys, think about this. How many of you would prefer to have Jesus physically walking around the earth right now? Yeah, I would. I'd love to YouTube his view on social media. I would love to see him go on BBC and talk about sexuality. That would be a bit more interesting, wouldn't it? I would love to book a stadium ticket and go watch him do his thing in a stadium and just be able to see, sit there as a fanboy and love on him and be so excited to praise and worship him. 
It would be amazing, wouldn't it, if he was here physically. But Jesus Christ himself said, it's better for you that I'm not here physically. Because if I'm not here physically, I can do something extraordinary. I can do something that even mothers haven't quite figured out yet. I can multiply myself. I can spread myself. I can be with everyone. I can be with all of my children. I can be with them all at the same time. I can meet in every church gathering. God attends church, every church, all the time. And so what God did, what Jesus did, is he went to the cross for us. He died on the cross. And then he went back to heaven and he sent the Holy Spirit. That no longer does it live upon us. And no longer is it just with us but it actually lives in us. <laughs> Sam now lives with the very same power that Jesus Christ carried through this earth. It now dwells inside of him. The Spirit of the Lord will be on all people. Sam, you can sit down, thanks. The Spirit of the Lord will fall upon all people. This is the best news I can give you. I can give you this news, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that he rose again from the dead, then you can be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and God will dwell with you wherever you go. Please, church, somebody clap or be excited that this is good news. That's why we got to love church. You see, I come here because I get to see more of God and receive more of His Spirit in my life. I'm trying to tell you that the answer to all your problems is found in this one solution. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. No longer do you have to do things by yourself. No longer do you have to pray and wonder if anybody's answering. You can now pray and speak directly to Him. You can now try it in the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't need to strive. You don't need to worry. You you don't need to have control because you can have the Holy Spirit in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to fill every single one of us up. Now I know, I know, I know, right? The Holy Spirit is weird, isn't it? Maybe you've turned on TV and seen some guys screaming in tongues down the lens or Maybe you've seen some of those videos where loads of people fall over, or maybe you've just been in one of these meetings before and thought this is a bit overpassionate and everyone just needs to calm down a little bit. I don't know. And to be fair, I was the same when I was younger. But I had to remind myself growing up that actually the Holy Spirit is the God of now. He's the God that's interacting with the church now. And he might weird us out a bit, but I have some news for you. If Jesus walked around this earth, he would also weird us out a little bit. He would be so controversial, you probably wouldn't like him. In fact, there's actually a time when Jesus preached a message that 5,000 people walked out of the preach. If I preached like that and everyone walked out, you'd probably think, Liam, you're not doing a great job as a pastor. But Jesus did that and everybody left him apart from his own disciples. 
You see, God is God. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are greater than my thoughts. So he's going to do some things sometimes that I do not understand, and sometimes I may not like them. But he is God. And if the Holy Spirit is the way I get to connect with him, well, then it's not my decision. I don't get to choose. You understand? If this is how God meets with his people, then that's how it is. And I have to humble myself. Amen. I have to humble myself and say, it does not matter. God is God. I'm not God. So if God decided I'm going to put my spirit on every single one, then that's his decision. And I just better be humble enough to say thank you for that, even if it weirds me out a bit. Even if the control removes from my life and I have to let go of some things. Even if that insecurity and pain I've been holding on to, I actually have to let go of and give to the Holy Spirit. Even if that means that he's then going to challenge me and convict me when I speak negatively about that person and I walk away and I feel that prompting in my spirit. I'm going to have to have that because it comes as one package. I know it can be weird. But that is God. And I want to receive God. I don't know about you. I want to live with the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Because I don't have any other option. So church, I just want us to receive the power of the Holy Spirit today. If that's okay, are you up for that? I want us to expect the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. I want us to expect the Holy Spirit to meet with us at every single meeting. Not just some, not just on the big ones where it's a sense of occasion and we have all the right instruments. Something I like about our worship right now is that we don't have many instruments. Why do I like that? Because it builds an authentic worship in you. Because if you can only worship passionately when there's a full band with lights and great sound, then there's something wrong. Because when you get to heaven, I don't think all that's going to be there. Because Jesus is simply just going to walk out and you're going to get so excited you're going to worship. So I like the fact that it's like this because it's more authentic. We've only got one instrument. I mean, they're singing beautifully and they sound great. I love it. But it's causing me to be authentic in my worship. I don't know how I got onto that, but. Oh, yeah, I want, it to, I want us to expect the power of the Holy Spirit to move in every meeting. I want us to expect, this is what I want us to expect. I want us to expect that when you arrive here sick, you leave healed. We used to have people in our youth ministry. Um, one guy tells a story about a, a friend he had at school. She was a non-Christian, and he sat next to her in class, and she had a bad leg. She was using crutch. He said, can I pray for you to be healed in school? And she said, oh, no, don't worry. I'm coming to that youth event thing you go to on Friday, and I'm going to get healed there. Now, I love that. A, non- a non-believer, somebody who doesn't even know Jesus, actually heard some stories and believed that if they turn up, that sounds like Jesus' time to me. They said, I heard about this guy called Jesus, and apparently if I go near him, I get healed. I would love it that our church might be that. That you actually bring your friends. Just come along. You'll get healed. Don't worry about it. I want us to expect the power of God to move. I want, it, I want you to expect that when you walk in, your burdens, your worries, your fears get dropped off at the door. And you enter into the presence of the Lord where really nothing else matters anymore because you're now in the presence of God. That's the kind of place. I want us to expect God to move. I want to expect the Holy Spirit. I want us to expect that in worship, we are truly expressionate and humble and passionate with our thanksgiving and praise. No one didn't get as many claps, so cheers. I want us to be like, I want us to, to meet with God so powerfully. 
And here's what I also want. I want, I want every single one of you to leave this place having heard from God. Is God real? Yes. Does he want to speak to his children? Yes. Now can we do that if we have the Spirit of the Lord upon us? Yes. We can communicate with God and he can speak directly to us. He can guide us and convict us and challenge and encourage us. I want that when everybody leaves this building, they leave saying, I heard from God today. Because that's what I want church to be about. I don't want you to come. Uh, the worst thing sometimes people say to me is come up to me and say, that was a really nice sermon. I'm like, I, did it change you? Did it help you? Did it grow you? Did it get you closer to Jesus? That's what I want to hear. I want people to leave going, I feel closer to Jesus. I know him better. He spoke to me today. I heard him today. I don't want you just to come and think, oh, it's just a nice group of people and we all have a good time in this community. Yes, those things are important. Yes, I want you to enjoy church. Yes, I want you to enjoy your community. But I want us to meet with God. Because the Spirit of the Lord is now available to all of us. We are so fortunate. If we lived in the Old Testament times, we would have only heard of somebody getting filled for a little bit at some time. And if I wasn't there at the right place, I wouldn't have even seen it. And then they had Jesus, and he walked around with it all the time. But if you didn't get near him, you wouldn't have known it. But now every single man, woman, boy, child, girl, whatever, can receive the Holy Spirit in their life. And it will help you with any issue that you're going through. He is the God of now, the very power that conquered the grave and rose Jesus Christ from the dead will be available for you and for you to have. Do you want to receive the power of the Holy Spirit? Let's pray. I don't need to say any more. I think I've sold my point. I want us to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this gift. Thank you for the best gift we can receive. After salvation, sorry, let me make that clear. Eternal life is the best gift you've ever given us, but now you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. And so Holy Spirit, what I'm going to ask right now, is that you would fill up people in this room. Fill me up till I overflow. And when I'm saying fill me up, I'm just saying that you might receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord. You might feel it come upon you. You might know it come upon you. I'm not looking for anything particular to happen. I'm just going to pray that the Holy Spirit would fill you up. If you are not a believer yet and you want this Holy Spirit, I encourage you to confess your sin to God. And welcome Jesus into your life, and then you can receive it. But Holy Spirit, I ask right now, would you move upon this place? <laughs>